Hello, hello. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. I'm Peyton Weiser calling in from LA, and I am not joined by my typical amazing co-host, Emily McManus, calling in from Nashville because we're doing solo pod episodes (laughs) over the next couple of weeks. Um, It's something we like to do every so often. We like to switch up the content and each share our own individual episodes about the particular things that we want to talk about. And scheduling can be tough. So this is our way of maintaining excitement and the role is going on our pod. So anyways, thanks for bearing with us and hopefully you enjoy this. My solo pod episode this week is going to be about starting a business, which I shared a couple episodes ago that I launched my very own business. And I wanted to share a little bit more detail about what it is, how I got there, And what I envision as a success story, like how I continue to stay inspired through it. So with that, let's jump right on in. Um, I do have a little wine next to me. Thank God, because happy fall. Fall just feels like a time where you drink nice red wine. And you know what I mean? It's so great. It was a crisp fall day in LA today, too. It was like 68, moody and gloomy when we woke up in, in the best way. Like it just was the best vibe. Also, I have watched the Beckham documentary twice through, and we will be discussing that in detail in our episode when we're going to be joined back together. So stay tuned for that because that is an amazing docuseries. In the meantime, go watch it so you can get our hot take in a couple weeks. Anyways, jumping in. (laughs) Um, So the business, I launched my very own business called Wiser Studios. Woo! It's a content marketing studio for film and television. And what that really means is I will be providing consulting services to producers and studios and agencies that create marketing campaigns for film and television. And my niche or my specific thing that I'll be offering is around creating stories and impactful content on digital media, not just the typical promotional content you see on digital media. So more coming soon. Stay tuned for what that looks like. I can give examples, but picture if Twilight had hired me and Bella Swan had her very own TikTok. It's like, what would she do and how could we create content in a way that is very Bella while still using some of the fun trends of the time. So that's sort of the goal of this studio that I'm starting and huge shout out to Lily Weiser, my sister-in-law who I love so much helped with this whole process. Um, she was, she and I met for about eight months, I would say seven or eight months every week. And we talked through what types of businesses we could start. And then one of these days I was visiting New York and she was in school at Brown We met up in New York and we talked about this concept and it just grew from there. It's like one thing added to the next, to the next, to the next, but she was hugely helpful in getting it off the ground. And I'm so, so proud of her. She is out in New York living her best life, just graduated, has an amazing big job. And so she will be coming back around and helping when, you know, we get this off the ground, but that's my, my job in the next year. I really want to get this get this going and rolling and 
now with the writer's strike letting up and the actor's strike fingers, fingers crossed letting up soon, it's just a perfect time to sort of position myself as a digital expert and come in and help support these projects that, you know, we'll all be waiting for after these strikes and after such a weird time in the entertainment space. So that is the business. If you guys have been following along, you've heard, you know, the journey to get here, but I think it's fun to sort of dive into it a little bit more because there's two really key pieces that I see, um, as being essential for launching this business. One being more, I guess, soft skills and one being more hard skills. So the soft skills I think is 90% of launching this business and brand, by the way, it's not like a big hard launch, like a, like a product, like a CPG company or I'm launching, I say, because I'm ready and and willing to jump into projects because I've quit my full-time job and I'm launching this service um, and I'm ready to take on clients, but it's not like I've been, I dropped anything or released anything in that sense. So it's an interesting sort of launch. So (laughs) the soft skills I think are the most essential piece um, of for any business, really, in my opinion, but particular in my experience, the mindset shift that I had to go through to see myself as someone who could do this took a lot of effort. And this was years in the making. This was not just like one day I decided this is fun. Let me try this thing. This was years and years of taking interest in and, and practicing and zoning in on this concept. So for a mindset, from a mindset perspective, I, I almost saw myself as like an investigative journalist. Like I was sure that I wanted to do something creative. I just didn't know how, and I didn't know where to start. So I started by asking people who were already a part of the creative world in some capacity, even if it wasn't of the same realm that I was trying to get into which was PSM blogging and that I started during quarantine and interviewed, you know, over 60 different women in different creative career paths from artists to singers, to small business owners, to circus performers. Like I interviewed such a wide range of creative women to learn about how they got started, how they established themselves as whatever they were how they found success through this, how they define success, because each one defined it slightly differently, which I found interesting. And that was a really big learning lesson for me, that year of interviewing women. The biggest theme that I took from that, from all the different interviews was the imposter syndrome and the fear that came with every single one of these different career paths in some capacity. And the need to wait until it was perfect to launch it and how they regretted that. A lot of people felt that that was a general theme that I, that I took away from my conversations. And I remember thinking that rings true for a lot of different women that I've talked to and just people in general who are creative, they wait until it's perfect or they perceive it as perfect to launch it. And sometimes that means they never launch it. And so I think I had that in my head as I was over the next, you know, handful of years learning and growing my own skill and what I wanted to do with my creative career path. I was like, don't wait till it's perfect. That was something that was always in my head. Like just 
try, put it out there and iterate and and grow from there, but don't wait because waiting too long, you know, it might go away the excitement or the concept or your time to do it. I think there's plenty of good ideas that don't see the light of day because people don't commit to them and they don't follow through with them. So that was something I knew I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something creative and writing based and narrative based. I just didn't know what. And so that was, that was kind of the first iteration or the first piece of the, of the pie for me was let's just see what what's out there. Let's just interview a bunch of people and see what's out there. Then the podcast started obviously with Emily and I was like, this is fun. Let's learn about the digital space because it's so modern. Everyone's doing it. What's this all about? How do you do it? How do you start a brand? How do you make a logo? What's a website builder that we can use? And how do you analyze what's good and what's bad? And what are the color schemes? And like the branding pieces of it was, was really fun for Emily and I, for PS, we have no plan, like analyzing and researching all these different things. And then eventually doing and actually participating in you know, podcasting. It was so fun. So the act of doing and creating was big and the podcast helped me do that. And from there, you know, I started meeting with my sister-in-law, Lily, and we talked through what, what could different businesses be and what could we kind of do and think about, but it was always just the side hobby, side passion, side thing. And my career was definitely in the driver's seat. And that was what was as most people like this, this is what I prioritize. This is my time. This is what's paying me. I didn't want that to be the case though. I wanted to do something on my own for a very long time. I just, again, didn't know how to do that. And I saw, I recognized the success stories of all these different people. I was like, wow, they could do it. They could figure it out. There's many different ways to do it. I see that now. I'm even starting to create and do my own creative things through podcasting and blogging and posting online and but I didn't want to do content creation, which I saw as a lot of different quote unquote creative career paths in the digital space. Like, it's like, Oh, do you want to be an influencer? I'm like, not really. That's not really what interests me at all. So I sort of had to figure out who am I and what do I really want to get out of this as well as continue to create and do and try. So I was still creating, continuing and trying, but I think the big piece of it for me was the mindset and getting to know myself. And that was through therapy That was through books, that was through movies, that was through talking and talking to my husband and my friends and talking to myself over and over and over again. Like, what do I want? And I felt sort of manic and chaotic. And I was like, oh my gosh, even to my friends, probably I sounded like, what is she talking about? Because so many ideas were running through my mind. And once the floodgates opened, they opened and writing was definitely a way for me to work through all these thoughts and to get them out on paper and out of my mind and into something. But then it wasn't like this, all of a sudden this moment hit me. I think throughout that process of allowing myself to dream about all these different paths, continuing to create and try on the side, continuing to feel burnt out and exhausted by my life with my day job being the priority, all those things helped me identify what I wanted to do. Again, it wasn't like a moment that hit me. It was just like an accumulation of all these different things. But with that being said, there were moments of impact now in retrospect that I'm looking back on and I, and I identify as moments of impact. 
that I'm like, duh, that's your path. But at the time in the motion, in the moment, I was like chaotic, but now looking back, I'm like, duh. So little women in 2019 was a movie I saw four times in theaters. I don't know the last time I'd seen a movie in theaters, let alone four different times. I could not shut up about it. I couldn't stop talking about it. I I journaled about it. I would talk to friends about it. I forced my entire family to watch it. And I paused at different parts of the scenes and was like, but look at the camera angle, the lighting. Do you hear this line? Listen to the soundtrack. Look at her eyes. Oh my gosh, the acting. Look at Greta's decision there. And I'm just like on and on. And I realized how passionate I was about the aspects that created the story in a way that, you know, the other audience members that I was watching with either didn't really care about or didn't, or, or was like, wow, I didn't see it like that. That's interesting that you see it that way. So that was one of the first films that I was truly enthralled with. And I was like, this is something I wish I could do some way, shape or form, be a part of this project. And the parts of it that I found most inspiring were the portrayal of the March sisters. I think she did an impeccable job of portraying each of them. And I found myself as this quote unquote lost young woman trying to discover who she was and what she wanted to do with this world. I found myself in each of these characters because of the relatability and because of how true to themselves they each were. Like Meg being so soft and sensitive and romantic. Like I saw myself in that way as I was getting married and then Beth and how quiet and reserved she was. I found myself in that way, you know, and how I approached the world and Joe, everyone loves Joe. Of course, she's this independent writer, this provocative forward thinking feminist. Like it's iconic. Of course you find yourself and you want to find yourself in Joe. And then Amy, who I never liked in any of the books, I even loved Amy. And of course, of course, I love Florence Pugh and Greta Gerwig is an incredible world builder. And I think she did an, an amazing job of setting the scene for, for us to like Amy in the scenes that Amy was in. There was just something to the movie aspect of it, the visualization of it, that I was like, this is powerful. This is a powerful medium. And I've always felt that way. But that was the first moment where I was like, this is something I want to be a part of. It was like an inner little light was was lit. So that was one of the first moments in film, I would say. And then it's, of course, since then, and since I identified that, continued to grow in my, you know, and those sparks continue. And now every time I watch movie, I can't shut up. Television-wise, I think it was Normal People in 2020 when I watched that. That was another moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn everything about this. How was it shot? How was it created? And, you know, the music choice was amazing again. And how did the characters dive into it? And it was like... You know, what the first, I think it was their first TV show, Paul and Daisy. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. How do I get to know about them? So that was the television show that really, again, piqued my interest enough where I was like, this has to be something I need to do. Like, oh, it's, it was like a fire in me. I couldn't, I, it was just like, wow, this is it. Book wise, recently this happened. I've been reading The Pivot Year by Brianna Weist per recommendation by my therapist who I love. And this has just been, again, this moment where I was like, wow, the power of stories, man, the power of words, it's magical. And so this is a book that each passage, each day is a different passage and you read this passage and it was such a grounding. It is such a grounding 
piece of literature that I enjoy. And I, I wake up every single morning and I read a passage and it just is, it grounds me in where I am today and reminds me of these healthy, positive mindsets. And it's, that's been super, super impactful. And then I think the last thing has been reserving the space for myself to dream and, and kind of let the crazy go, like let the crazy be crazy. Right. <laughs> it's like, cause I was so chaotic and had all this fire and passion in me for the first time. I mean, I've always been a passionate person, but like, this was like, oh my God, all these different passionate moments. Like I said, these moments of impact were popping up and I felt chaotic in my mind. Cause I was like, what do I want to do with this all? And so reserving a couple hours a day to go for these long dreamy walks. I even refer to the walking area as my portal. Cause I like poured into dreamland. I allow myself without bounds to visualize myself in these rooms that I want to be in myself being a part of these projects. I want to be a part of myself, having conversations with the supportive people, myself getting the success that I want to get and listening to inspiring music as almost a background sound. And I was the main character in this film. I was watching myself, you know, participate in like, it's, it's this dreamy world. And I allowed that for myself every day and for two hours every day. And all of that over the last handful of years allowed me to have the confidence and the assuredness in myself that I had the passion, I had the care, I had the potential to do this. And it was a perfect concoction of all these different things of like studying the mediums that I wanted to help promote, right? Film and television. It was reading narratives that grounded me like the pivot year. It's going for walks and reserving time for me to visualize this and develop confidence and an inner knowing that I can do this. All of that were this quote unquote soft skills that got me to this place where I could feel confident myself to take the sleep. That's 90% of it though. Like truly 90% of it. It's like, once you identify the thing that you want to do and you work on believing in yourself and you study it and you care about it and you talk about it and you try to come up with different concepts of how you can build a business around it. That's when you know you have the thing that the people talk about. It's like, that's your thing. So that was a really exciting journey for me. Honestly, I enjoyed the whole process of unwinding my own mind and zoning into what I actually cared about and then developing a concept of a business that I could do that would support these projects I so deeply care about. So that's the soft skills. The hard skills then were, okay, got to walk the walk. You can't just believe in yourself, which again, 90% of it, but the last 10% of it is, you know, show up, do it. Okay. You want to be a digital strategist. You want to talk about how you can tell different, unique stories as a way to promote TV and film projects online, prove it. So I started creating through this podcast, having these types of conversations on the podcast, but also on, on the blog and sharing that. Then also in my own, you know, social medias, I now am PS I'm Peyton. And on there, I share these poetic videos, I guess, of montages, almost like a mini movie 
with voiceover and I try to play around with the types of stories you can tell on social media using social media and the formats of social media, but in a maybe more inspiring, long form content, narrative type of way. So I've been testing formats. I've been testing what works, what doesn't work. And some things land, some things don't. That's not the point. It's just to to garner the right skill set to be like, look, I've done this from, you know, this is my point of view. This is how I can develop what I want to do. I can do this, 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 and this. It was garnering this, the hard skills to back up my claims. Of course, working at a place like TikTok for the last two and a half years, have that's helped as well get the right skills, posting online, posting blog posts, learning how to edit podcasts, learning how to brand something, what it takes to brand something, learning about SEO and all those different things that I needed to learn about. I'm still learning. And I think I'll continue to learn because the whole ecosystem is shifting with AI, but (laughs) that's a whole separate conversation. I think the last seven plus years in tech have helped give me those hard skills that I needed. So the combination of the two plus the writer's strike opening up. It just was like, this is my time. This is the time to take the leap. I'm in the right mindset. I believe in myself. I have the right inner knowing that this is what I want to do. I have the hard skills that I need. This is my time. And so it wasn't this one big moment where I was like, okay, ready to go. Definitely felt like in retrospect, like four or five years of me practicing and getting into the groove and watching my inner critic, the voice of my inner critic slowly get quieter and amplify the voice of my inner creative and watch her rise because the inner critic's still there. And it's a healthy thing to have is what I'm realizing because a lot of creatives have the ego, but they don't have the critic as much. (laughs) And they just think their work is God's work. And honestly, cool. If that works for them, for me, I definitely wanted to balance it. And I wanted to have the confidence because that was low for me for a lot of my life. Again, different conversation, but I had to raise the confidence up in myself while still maintaining that inner critic, that practicality, that, that question, the, the, the poker of the holes in my creative dreams, because that's healthy. I think to have the balance of both. I just wanted my creative to have the center stage and the inner critic to be behind the scenes, you know? So that balance has worked for me. I feel really mentally ready to do this. And so that's what eventually led me to take this leap. So I'm very excited. Wiser Studios coming soon, more coming soon on that. I want to bring everyone along because I feel like that's what I've done so far over the last four or five years of learning to put myself out there and be more visible, trying new things. And it's been so awesome, so scary, obviously, but more awesome than scary because it's shown me more about myself. It's made me more comfortable in front of strangers and people. And it's allowed for me to meet incredible new people. Um, Shout out Kristen and Andy Fickman. Love you both. They have been like my fairy godparents and mentors in this new entertainment industry but I would never have met them had I not felt confident enough in myself to reach out and say, I'm interested in the entertainment space. Can you talk to me about this? And those types of things don't just happen. It requires a level of feeling comfortable being visible and feeling comfortable saying, Hey, I'm interested. That took a lot of time for me to even get there. So 
all that being said, I want to continue to be visible with my act of trying because I think so often people wait for the success story when it's all tied up in a pretty bow. Like I just watched the Beckham documentary and it's incredible, but they waited until he was David Beckham, like the incredible person he is today to tell that story, which, oh my God, was amazing. So zero notes, but I think there is something to showcasing the act of trying and being an adult, doing something brand new, launching the business, not knowing how it's going to unfold, talking about each step of the process. Like right now we are day one, actually I'm day two of being a creative full-time and it's scary and it's unknown, but I hope through sharing kind of my own story and progress, it will maybe help inspire someone else or maybe position me as someone that can answer questions. Cause my only goal and hope with all of this is to be as inspiring and exciting as the people who have helped me so far. I mean, I hold all those women I've talked to through PSM blogging and the new people I've met and learning about this entertainment space so near and dear to my heart. Like those types of conversations have been incredible and I never want to be too successful or too busy or too precious with my time that I'm not able to share my level of knowledge with someone who's ambitious and interested. So anyways, it's been a great learning lesson. I hope to be that accomplished one day that I can get someone to ask me questions about this. And in the meantime, I will show all the different versions of Wiser Studios and how it unfolds on this podcast, on my personals, again, PSM Peyton, and on our blog, PS We Have No Plan. So stay tuned. There's more to come, fingers crossed. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy Emily's solo pod episode with whatever topic she decides to talk about. And we will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. We're PS We Have No Plan. See you soon. up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains the birds sang too and they said this is